Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I do my best to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. And I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. Yep. Rachel, <laughs> uh, I know about you that you have lived in Europe. Yes, I have. Different... I've lived in Asia. I've lived in America. Let's I've lived in on, the Middle East. Let's focus on Europe. Okay. Uh, my super tangentially related question for you today. Oh, I've lived in Africa too, but go ahead. You miss South America. It's time for you to move. Yeah. So, uh, focusing on Europe, who is your favorite monarch? Oh, yes. I do know. You, your favorite monarch? He was my celebrity crush. What? Okay. Like, I really like Prince William and oh. the British monarch. But I also really do like the Norwegian monarch as well. Tell uh, me about the Norwegian monarchy. I'm afraid I don't know very much about them. Um, so whenever I would visit my grandparents in Norway, mm -hmm. they would have um, this formal dining room that we weren't allowed to play in, right. but we tend to go in when we weren't supposed to. Mm -hmm. And they had these plates of the Norwegian monarch, um, of the king and the queen mm. on these plates. And I would always like look at them as a small child and I was just like, huh, who are those people? And you know, they lived in Oslo and, and then my brother named their dog Oslo and... But yeah, they were just distant people, but they're really actually really smart people. Hmm. And so my grandmother would tell me a few things about the king and the queen and how much he loved his people. So it, um, it kind of brings up for you like your family. Yeah. Your family. Because my, yeah, my mom's side is Norwegian. Right. I am aware. That's very interesting. Wait, so what are we doing this week? <laughs> Wait, what is your favorite monarch? I don't have a favorite monarch. <laughs> well, I was just kidding. Except, you're t unless you're talking about this week's artist. I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, then let's do the drum roll. Let's do it. And find out. Here we go. It's B.B. King. Oh! Get it? I get it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, so I was in Memphis. Oh, Okay. And we were walking down that um, strip area, whatever. Yeah. And the place was, with all the music. Yes. Yeah. And so we're going by B.B. King's the, place. The bar. The yes. Club. Yeah. He was playing inside. Uh-huh. And so we were going around with a group of friends. And I was like, hey, let's go in. Let's go in. Okay. Duh. The group leader or whatever of our group's like, no, we should go back. We need to make sure we get back in time. And you, you are certain that it is... B.B. King? Yes. And I have other people that were with me that were upset. I would be we... upset, too. So um, our friend, well, my husband's roommate yeah. was with us in that group. Right. And so he was, I mean, he was livid, livid, because then our group wanted to go, our group leader wanted to go to, like, Walmart or Target or some kind of, like, big box crap And you're, place. like, one of the most famous guitarists of all time and, is yeah. playing right here, and we're not there. And so my mm. husband's um, former roommate was, like, so angry. He, like, bought this, like, album. I think it was an Elton John best of. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why, but I think he bought me a, a copy of the best of. Of Elton John. But I think it's... What's that to do with B.B. King? It doesn't, but okay. I'm still in the plastic wrap. Right. Because I never opened it. Well, that's not surprising. But I'm looking forward to hearing about B.B. King this week. Well, that's so funny because I 
I have actually seen B.B. King. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he played in Fort Worth. Um, maybe, gosh, now, probably almost 10 years ago when I went. But um, Yeah, this was about 10 years ago. Yeah, but we got to hear him perform and dance. Oh, cool. So, Did I, you swing dance to B.B. King? No, I blues dance. Oh, very nice. Because very nice. It's, he's not really swing. No, he's not. He's, he's more blues, and he's yeah. got a great trumpet. No, he doesn't have a trumpet. No, that's that Armstrong. No, he went on the moon. <laughs> so... No, Neil Armstrong went on the moon. And Louis Armstrong plays the trumpet. And yes. B.B. King has a guitar. Is the blues artist that plays guitar okay. that we're going to be Good. listening to this week. So um, <laughs> you actually already know that B.B. King is a guy that plays guitar, uh -huh. that has a bluesy sound. So that's pretty A little impressive. bit more. Do you think you could name any songs? Yeah, no. Why don't you tell me a couple, and I'll see if I can recognize any of them. Um, so a lot of them are kind of like covers of kind of standard blues songs. So it's okay. not like if I say a song that he's the only one that okay. did it, for example. Um, let's do Every Day I Have the Blues. Nope, pass. All right. Ain't Nobody Home. No, pass. Sweet Little Angel. Nope, pass. Okay, most famous one that I can think of. The Thrill is Gone. Hmm. Sorry. That's all right. I wasn't expecting any of those to. But I went by his blues kind of little. But you heard a couple of licks. Well, yeah, we were outside on the street and we were like, we can get in. We can get in. That's so cool. It was very cool. So. Not cool enough. Not cool. Yeah. The story does kind of. <laughs> it just goes wah, wah, wah. So um, on a scale of one to ten, where would you rate your current knowledge of BB King? I would say a five. No, four. Let's I mean, do four. <laughs> I, I think that's fine, considering that you already knew a little bit about him. That's yeah. totally acceptable score. So uh, you've got some homework this week, though. I do. One hour of listening to the Spotify playlist that you have created for me. That's right. Every filled, day. Filled with uh, every day you'll have the blues yeah, yeah. this week. Uh, it's got... And regret for not going in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope you don't have regret. I hope instead that you have appreciation yeah well not regret going into the no, I get it. place i get it yeah yeah yeah. so rachel uh i'll see you in a week but audience will be back with you in just a moment here we go welcome back rachel you spent the last week Listening to B.B. King. The king. Of blues. Of blues. <laughs> There's many kings, right? There's the king of pop. Yeah. There's the king of, the king like Elvis, the king yeah. of rock and roll. You know, so. This is, he's the king of blues, though. Oh. So it's a convenient last name he has. He does. So is, <laughs> let's go into that first question. Is that his legal name? Kind of. So king uh, is his last name. Oh, okay. That helps. Um. But he, his first name is not B.B. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we get into his history. But yeah. before we jump in, I do want to know just your overall impression of the week. It was mixed emotions. Okay. Uh, Did you get the blues? No, of oh. enjoyment, because I really liked him. Okay. But also anger. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I wasn't so 
bluesy, like, oh, I'm so down in the dumps or whatever. But I'm more angry that now that I had a chance to actually hear him live uh, at his Memphis, Tennessee um, kind of blues club. At his venue, yeah. Yeah, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry at that individual who is with us. And so, mm. yeah, that person knows who he is. So if Shame he, on you. <laughs> if he wants to call me um, he or get in touch with me, he knows how to. And we can talk out my anger. <laughs> Sounds like you have some forgiveness that you need yeah. to work through. I don't know if I mentioned this in the top of the show or not, but I have seen B.B. King live. I think, I don't know if you have. I think you have. Have what? Mentioned that at the top. Oh, okay. But that's cool. Then when I did you see? not rehash that story. Well, when did you hear him? Um, I think it was, it was around 10 years ago. Okay, so and that would have been like around. with my roommate and a group of friends. Like, we knew each other then. Yeah. But you wouldn't have known who B.B. King was. But we went, um, it's at a, a club in Fort Worth where there's like, um, there are like seats right up to the stage, but there's also like a general dance floor. <gasps> and so we went. Did you go blues dancing and swing dancing? Yeah. To live BB King? Yes. Oh my gosh, Allison, <laughs> that is so cool. It was a great memory. And I'm really glad that I got to experience his music live and hear that performance. It's a very, um, I don't see a lot of live music, but I'm glad that I saw that one. Yeah, that's really cool. Props to you and your friends. <laughs> Making wise decisions to go into the building and hear him live. B.B. King's playing? Let's go. <laughs> oh, B.B. King's playing? Let's go back to the hotel and just sit there and stare at each other. Yes, yeah, see, wise decision, unwise decisions. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about B.B. King. Yes. So he was born Riley B. King. Oh, so there was a B in there, so oh, that yeah. helps. In, uh, in 1925 in the Mississippi Delta. And um, his parents were sharecroppers. Okay. So, um, you know, generally poor, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can kind of picture that Southern African-American life in the 20s, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But growing up, he sang in church choirs. Okay, I can see that. And so he had that musical roots early on. Mm -hmm. And there was a... um, He got his first guitar in 1937, so he was, you know, a teenager. And a, one of the preachers, like, started teaching him guitar. And the first song that he kind of, like, plinked out uh-huh. was You Are My Sunshine, which oh, is a song that I know that you know. I do know that song. <laughs> I actually have those song lyrics in my kitchen yeah, on my board. <laughs> I know. So, um, so he started really early with music but loved the guitar. Like, the kind of thing where it's just, like, an indescribable attraction you know like what is that i want that i want to learn that i want to play that cool so um that kind of brings up one of my questions okay um how many instruments does he play it sounds like he plays like a quite a number of them actually the guitar that's it i believe i looked i i tried to see if i could find other instruments that he played but i didn't find nothing really like popped Popped up in my research the guitar is no piano no um horns no that's not band members Oh, that he's playing okay. with. So I thought that was him. Yeah, no. And what's interesting is so he, so we all recognize BB King as like one of the great mm-hmm. guitar players, right? And other guitar players even say like he's the best, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that he's the best. And in fact, 
he's I was reading some interviews and he talked about how he doesn't really know chords <laughs> so he's playing just those those licks or riffs that you know like you yeah and the other thing is that he can't sing and play or he says he can't sing and play at the same time so when you're listening to a song of bb king's go back now that we've discussed what do you mean well so like if you think about a blues song you know he's not he's just saying i woke up this morning and then continuing the lyric and then i woke up this morning right and then continuing. So if you oh listen to goodness. the song, you will hear that he's not ever doing them at the same time. It's like he's using his voice, and then the guitar is singing back, kind of, or is yeah. echoing, reflecting, playing with that melody. So he might be sitting there with his guitar, but he's not... Oh, oh he's 100% sitting there with the guitar. Yeah. But, but you can hear that in the song Lucille, for example, You know, and it's him talking and telling a story, and then guitar, and he plays, and then he talks, and then he plays. And he yeah. Talks. Who is Lucille, by the way? Well, we're going to get there. <laughs> there were just, like, after listening this week, I felt like this week produced a lot more questions than, I think, other weeks. Yeah, that I found that interesting. So you're kind of telling me a little bit about... Um, got his guitar in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So has he always been a musician? Was this his profession? Um, or was this like a side job? Or just something mm-hmm. him and his pastor preacher kind of just <laughs> did on the side as just hanging out as before he would sing at church or something? So, I mean, obviously as a teenager, you know, he was learning. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, he was briefly in the army during World War II, mm-hmm. but he was um, discharged because at home he was a tractor driver, right? And that was like an important job for yeah the economy and so you know or agricultural, right? Exactly. So he did that, but um, he so he pre- got out of the army because of that. Yes. Okay. He got like a special like yeah discharge. Yeah. And then, um, but apart from that tractor driving, the, like the farming, sharecropping kind of lifestyle that we discussed, right? Um, after that, he started working at a radio station as a DJ, right? And so, um, his big break was in 1948 where he started playing on the radio on Memphis radio and then getting gigs, right. And playing live in clubs and stuff like that. Mm. And since you've been, since we've both been to Memphis and mm-hmm. you've walked by that club, <laughs> you know that it is on a famous street called Beale, Beale street. street. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So his nickname, like his stage name, if you yeah. will, was Beale Street Blues Boy. And that got shortened to Blues Boy King, which got shortened, shortened to BB King. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's kind of. An answer to two of your questions at once. So, did he name Bill Street or did someone? No, 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 someone else did. Okay, okay, gotcha. But um, his first number one hit was Three O'Clock Blues, mm. which I think you said was one yeah. of the ones he really liked. Yeah, I really liked the horns in that one. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, see, so I learned a couple seconds ago he can only <laughs> do the guitar and he didn't do the piano and the horns. Right. See, I thought that was him, Mm-mm. and he was just being able to kind of walk around stage and just pick up all the instruments that he wanted to pick up, but I guess now that he sits there with his guitar, it's a little bit different. No, just, like, I mean, think of him as the guitarist in a blues band, right? So there's each of the people playing their particular instrument. So who's the horn player? I don't know. You don't know? No. He kind of just travels around and 
groups it's up with friends. It's probably been different people in different times. Because, I mean, if your first hit is in 1948, or your first, your big break is in 1948, you've been playing with all different kinds of people forever. Yeah. Because up until his death, spoiler alert, Oh, sorry, he died in um, 2015. That's not that long ago. Nope. Well, how did he die? Um, in his sleep, you know. He oh. was like 89. He was playing live still. Mm. So depending on which recording we're looking at, you know, it could be any number of backup people. Gotcha. So one of the things that I noticed with his music, he just puts a lot of emotion and mm. an expression of his emotions in his music. Definitely. And I feel like... It's his voice, his lyrics, the guitar. Mm -hmm. These are all separate entities. But even separate from his voice is his emotions. It's a separate character within the like the song itself. And I really like that mixture of his masculine voice um, and the emotions of it. And one of the things that I noticed as I was listening to this past week, um, I was hanging out with my father-in-law. Yeah. And he mentioned to me that... Um, that B.B. King is one of those rare voices that actually gets better as he got older. Huh, yeah. And so I was wondering, is that a common opinion of everyone else? Or is that just an opinion of one individual person? Or what do you think? Well, I think he sounds good, like, across the board. Like, mm -hmm. Three O'Clock Blues, you know, that's one of the earliest songs that we have. But we also have some of those live recordings later, right? Mm -hmm. The 80s and 90s. And he still sounds good. But his voice isn't, to me what I'm really paying attention to is mm -hmm. the guitar, you know? So, like, yeah, I think, you know, that's your father-in-law's opinion. I don't know if there's any, like, one set that it's up to you. Okay, cool. Well, it's kind of interesting to hear, I think, different opinions of other people. And as I'm kind of creating my own opinion for the first time of listening to B.B. King, really, because mm -hmm. um, I've really never sat down and listened to him, I, I thought know. this week was very um, important to me. I had fun. I'm glad. So, um, as I, I want to go a little bit further with the history. Mm -hmm. um, so he was he was pretty popular in the fifties and sixties, um, but pretty much just in like the African American charts, mm. you know, and that circle. He started re reaching like white audiences later mm -hmm. in the late sixties. Um, he was on Ed Sullivan in nineteen seventy, and that's kind of where he went from like more in a niche to like widespread worldwide popularity okay and the main song is the thrill is gone and that's why that's at the top of your playlist because mm. like that's the number one bb king song like if anybody's gonna like name a bb king song the thrill is gone is the one okay so i need it's, to remember that okay. yes you do <laughs> so when people say things <laughs> yeah but that song and the music of that time is mm. when he really started like growing in jam. popularity well no he's been jamming forever but i just mean like people outside of the African-American musical community being interested in his music and recognizing his skill. Gotcha, right? gotcha. And so that's when you start seeing, like, a lot more, um, I guess, public acclaim from the public at large. Gotcha. So th throughout his life, um, he had 30 Grammy nominations. Wow. Um, 15 wins, plus a Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow. He's in, you know, Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of Fame, Blues Foundation. I mean, everything. Like, he's now, like, if you look over the course of his life, super achieved and, like, 
that kind of sense. Though I, I don't think that, like, how many Grammys you get, like, means how good you are. Yeah. I'm just showing, like, the popularity. Yeah. And the ability to stay popular and relevant, like, over time. Yeah. So, question for you. Okay. With his popularity and things like that, mm-hmm. he he passed away in the 2015. Yeah. Did a lot of these awards come during his lifetime or during yeah, after yeah, his yeah, lifetime? Yeah. And then that Lifetime Achievement Award, was that during he was alive yeah. or was that awarded afterwards? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's received all of those. Gotcha. He, um, so he got to experience, I guess, the public's love for yeah, him. Yeah, in the 60s. I'm saying yeah. since the 60s, yeah. it's been like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. As opposed to before that, it was a more narrow audience. But... And maybe you know the answer to this question. Okay. So that music jazz blues club on Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. was that, did he own it because he likes music or he just likes the performance of the music aspect? Um, like not every musician that we've listened to and learned from Music She Missed opens their own music jazz club kind of place. Well, it so was, I'm just kind of- He was recruited to open the club by uh, a Beale Street developer. Like, hey, B.B. King, you know, you played around here, like... Yeah, and plus so, your name is kind of nicknamed after the whole street, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but there's actually B.B. King's, like, it's a franchise. So there's one in New York, and there's, there's like, I don't know, five or six of them. Mm. So I think it was a good opportunity. Yeah. But it's not like he said, I'm going to open a club. Ah, he was like okay. approached, you know, hey, you've got your name and this is a yeah. famous street and the heart of I'm a marketing and, development. Uh-huh. And yeah. I do do real estate and this is a good, yes. let's jump yes. on the panel wagon together. Okay. But to, to jump back to what I was talking about before. So um, in the in the 60s and 70s, right, as he gets a wider audience, a lot of um, like guitar players from England, like Eric Clapton, for example, or. Don't um, know him. I uh, uh, what? <laughs> I know it's just like it's so impossible because everyone is so connected in the music world. I'm learning. You know? I know. We're into season three. I know. Yay! I know. Anyway, so a lot of musicians um, look to BB King as a major influence, okay. right? So, so I'm saying that because as his popularity spreads and as he's more well known, his yeah. style of music is going to influence other guitarists that are also huge names, even ones that BB King today, like in modern times, says they're better than I am, like Eric Clapton, hmm. as one example. So other artists, you know, um, like George Harrison of the Beatles or Jeff Beck, um, and you know, the other thing is that BB King kind of mixed like traditional blues with jazz and swing and Mm-hmm. and pop like he kind of created this unique sound that was really accessible and really and he and he also had very unique technique so using his um left hand for vibrato um and these kind of like string bends it's like you know yeah when you push on the string you pull it up or down a little bit to change the pitch which is what i was mentioning before where i felt like his guitar was a whole nother voice a whole nother entity another character within this mm-hmm. story he was saying within his songs it's really astute that you notice that because that's what everybody says is that this is oh, the guitar is, like is everyone his else. voice <laughs> yeah the- <laughs> Well, you just noticed what is, like, one of the most salient things about his music, which is that uh, the guitar is treated like a person, like yeah. a voice. And his guitar even has a name, Lucille. Really? Oh, that's his name of the 
guitar. Cool. It is. And it has kind of a fun story. In the 50s, he was performing uh-huh. at a dance, and um, some guys got into a fight, and they knocked over a stove, and the dance hall like was set ablaze. <gasps> and so, um, you know, everybody runs out to safety, and then um, B.B. realized that he left his guitar inside. So he runs back into the burning building <laughs> to wow. get his guitar, like, just barely escaping Death. alive, right? Yeah, exactly. And later that night, um, he found out that the fight that the men were having was about a woman named Lucille. And oh. so he gave the name to his guitar to because remind him yeah. to never do a crazy thing like fight over a woman. <laughs> and so ever since then, and he always plays Gibson guitars, but ever since then, he's named all his guitars Lucille. Huh. So he has like Lucille 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 9, 12, I 54. <laughs> I guess. Wow, that's kind of cool. Um, yes. I like the name Lucille. It's a, it's a cute name. Um, so one of the things that you were kind of telling me a little bit about, so he's from the South, and I, yeah. I hear the jazz. I hear even the country. So yeah. one of the questions that kind of spurred on this week was, um, what is the difference between country music from Johnny Cash that okay. we learned earlier in the sure. season and um, the blues music that B.B. King is doing? And so mm-hmm. it just kind of spurred on that thought process. And I wanted you to walk with me on that. So it's a really good question. Oh, yay. <laughs> and, you know, obviously having covered one country artist and one blues artist, <laughs> we may not be fully ready to, like, jump into it. The- but the depths I, of that question. <laughs> no, but I think like in general, mm-hmm. um, par- a lot of it is origin. Okay. So country music. It's from the it, South anyways. Tis, but it its origins is in Irish folk style mm-hmm. and it comes into the white population. Mm-hmm. So think about country music. You've got violins mm-hmm. and strings and banjos, mm-hmm. right? Where blues music comes, obviously, from the African-American population through, I mean, way, way back to, like, there's some African music elements, Mm -hmm. but a lot of stuff from um, working on the plantation, kind of call and response, Mm -hmm. like um, slave spirituals, Mm -hmm. those are the origins of that. So you have two different, they're in the same region, and they're Mm -hmm. obviously influencing each other, Mm -hmm. but they have two different, like, cultural backgrounds. Okay. So starting there. But um, the main thing that, and I don't want to define country, because what country means, like modern country now versus like, you know, country 100 years ago, it's very different. Um, And same thing with blues to a certain extent. But blues has a very, um, has, I think, a more narrowly defined, like, musical structure. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a traditional pattern to a blues song. Okay. And I'll try to explain it as best I can. So there's, you're a musician, so you know that a bar is like a measure. Yep. Right? So there's a thing called 12-bar blues. Okay. It's a very common structure. Yep. And it goes like, and then there's chords, mm-hmm. a chord progression that goes within that 12 bars. Okay. So I'll kind of hum it for you. Okay. And then when you listen to a song later, you'll go, oh, this is in every blues song pretty much. Okay. So, that's one. Five. One. Start over. Right. So in those twelve bars, you have this kind of one, one, five, 
right? Mm -hmm. Seven, five, one. Gotcha. And so that's like a, a very, then that structure, and that's how all the musicians know. They know where they are in those 12 bars, and they can kind of play and lick and take turns doing solos and all that stuff because it that structure repeats. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, that definitely makes sense. There's also um, something called the blue notes, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get into like the musical theory there or any, but basically it's like a flat pitch, either on the third or the fifth, and that makes that kind of sad sound. Yeah, you feel that emotion, and that's a kind of another character within the um, the song. Right. Now, something that they both share uh -huh. is the lyrical content. Mm. So, in general, again, you could take a country lyric and a blues lyric, and you could swap them, because they're both, once again, origin-wise, mm -hmm. working class, mm -hmm. right, rural or southern kind of themes about um, love, winning and losing in life, you know, it's not, they're not like, they're not the wealthy people's music. Yeah, you know what I'm they're saying? not complaining about their diamond shoes being too tight. First world problems now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so they, they do share a lot, and you'll see, like, both kind of, like, weave in and out yeah. from each other, but they have, they do have a different start, and blues music in general does have that kind of structure that I mentioned. Gotcha. And so, like, for me, when I was studying blues dancing, um, we did learn a little bit about the history of the music and the structure of the music because when you dance, if you know what's coming because yeah. you understand the structure... You know what steps to do and next move. You know how to interpret the song with, with your body and you know how to say, oh, okay, and there's going to be a chord change coming up. This would be a good time to you know, respond with your body this way or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. <laughs> I like that. So one of the things that I've definitely noticed between blues music and country music, but blues music is just more sad. There's just more <laughs> emotional um, depth to it. And well, okay. And so one of the things that I was kind of curious with BB King being the king of blues music yeah. is what is the sad thing that happened in his life that he, um, that is just kind of, I know it's, I can hear in his music, it's a sadness of women I guess but well, also what else is there like is that his biggest sadness in his life well he you know um was divorced twice mm. so there is that um and and there's just like the general like growing up poor mm -hmm. in the south mm -hmm. right I mean if you think about it he didn't write all these songs that's something like oh so he did write some of his songs so a lot of them are covers some of them are kind of like standard blue songs that mm -hmm. a lot of people did so it's just kind of like a general genre thing okay like i don't think that bb king had such a terrible life that he's got more blues than okay somebody well else. i didn't know but that the origins of blues music like um, going back a little bit further, because B.B. King isn't, like, the first blues musician at all, right? Um, he's just so, the king of blues. Yeah, he's kind of, like, the culmination of, of it, in my mind. But, um, you know, a lot of these other musicians definitely probably had sadder stories. But mm -hmm. I would say that the, the, the themes, what you were saying is it's sadder than country. I would disagree. Like, if you look at the Johnny Cash um, songs... I mean, there's songs in there about murder. There's songs in there about yeah. lost love. And blues is the same. Like, uh, you know, don't 
don't answer that door. Mm. You know, don't don't open the door. I'm super jealous man or, you know, whatever. All of these songs, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to, you know, like they're, they all kind of have, they're just songs of loss. Yeah. I don't think that songs of loss and sadness are unique to just this genre. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a good way to answer it. Thank you. So, um... <laughs> Is it me or does he sing out of tune also? Is that on purpose? <laughs> like, does he have an ear issue? Or... No, definitely does not have an ear issue. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't think he sings out of tune any more than he plays out of tune. Ah. But so whether you're talking about his voice or his guitar, and I want to talk about his guitar because that's really what his, what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. But whether... It's the voice or the guitar. What we were talking about, those blue notes, mm-hmm. that's a thing that can maybe make it sound a little bit off to your ears. Okay. And there, there's also just the style. And the style of what we were talking about of his, like, bending that string. Okay. You know? Yeah. That is, gives it a sort of out-of-tune feel. But that's why people say he's great. Mm. Is because he could take these blue notes and these little things within the octave, like within the scale of blues music and use it to sing, to play with this, with the constraints of the scale and the key. Gotcha. So, um, any, it's intentional. It is. I would say, and it's a style and it's a way of talking. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about us talking, we naturally raise and lower our voices with certain pitches and certain tones to convey an emotion, to convey yeah. a meaning. And he's doing the same thing there. Mm. And to just play the right note perfectly on the beat would lose that. I mean, it would almost sound like a robot, right? And when people talk robotically, like, or talk perfectly, maybe they're, you're like, no, oh, something's a little off with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I getcha. So, you know, this is what people say about him is that he's great because of that, you know, that little, um, if you picture, if you, if you watch a video of him playing, you know, and you see him like making that face that as he like slides that note up, it's like Mm. trying to convey, it's very difficult for me to like put it into words because I feel like it's just an emotion it's a feeling that you get through listening send me some youtube videos of what you're talking about because i bet i can see that here here hold on a second no you hold on look at this that kind of like oh Oh. that face of like a little bit of uh of work yeah right that face like expresses him like reaching that note and like pulling it out right like a kind of like yeah yeah instead of just going bink bink you know, he just, yeah, I get it. All cool. Right. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about his history and, mm-hmm. and the musical nature of blues. Yeah. But what songs did you like? What songs did you not like? <laughs> like what was, what stuck out to you this week? Um, a couple things that I didn't like. Okay. Um, why I sing the blues, that one song, I felt that it was really long. Um, that's because it's eight and a half minutes long. <laughs> it is. It is a long song where yeah. I guess for me, you know, exactly what we were saying before of 
the character within his voice, the character within the emotions of his voice, mm-hmm. character of the guitar and all the kind of instruments and things like that. I just felt that, okay, the voice said that, the emotion said that, that said that, that, and I was like, wow, this is a really long song. It's a live song. Mm. So with live music, you're definitely, you have the freedom yeah. to go. And you can tell a story, and each little person in the band can do a thing. And, yeah, you know, yeah. live music is different. So when I organized your playlist, I put The Thrill is Gone at the top, because that's the number one you need to know. Mm-hmm. Then I put some of his early songs. Then I put some live songs. Mm-hmm. So you can get that feel. And then I put some of his collaborations. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I noticed within his live music, that that brought a different aspect from the studio stuff that he did. Yeah, definitely. Where you could hear more of his heart, I guess. You just don't want to hear his heart for eight and a half minutes. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I completely, I, like, ugh, throwing it out the window. No, no, Just something no. you noticed. It's just something I noticed. Okay. And another thing that I noticed is just, so when he talked and I think this is where this spurred of the question of where if he had an ear problem or if you just how he sang out of tune or something when he said um in the song you upset me mm. it sounds like he says you upsets me it does sound like that and I'm me. just like confused I'm like so does he have wh- what's going on and so that's where that question like a, came from out of listening to that song I think it's just like a colloquial like regional way of yeah. speaking and that was just like, how he performed it, I guess. Ain't that a shame, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, just using different language. Gotcha. But mostly, like... You really liked it. Yeah, I did. And there were a few things that I really did okay. like about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned the 3 o'clock blues of just mm-hmm. the horns and, and things like that. And then um, why I sing the blues, I really like the horns in that one. Okay. Um, and then the piano in Sweet, Sweet 16, I really mm-hmm. like that one, which, you know, I thought he was playing the horns. I thought he was playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. one of the um, the two songs that just kind of really stood out to me in his guitar, now that mm-hmm. I know that it was really him on the guitar, was um, <laughs> was Lucille mm-hmm. and also Don't Answer the Door. I like Don't Answer the Door. That is lyrically like kind of a depressing song, but the guitar does really stand out. And mm-hmm. that's definitely one of his more popular songs mm. on the list, one of the highly regarded ones in terms of his ability. So I think it's cool that you noticed yeah. that. I want to ask you if you noticed the um, two of the bands that collaborated with him, Paying the Cost to Be the Boss and When Love Comes to Town. Um, one of them was U2. Yeah. Um, and the other one with uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Did you? Could you hear? Did that surprise you? Could you hear... Like, oh, that sounds like Bono. Or has um, it been too long? No, like, I knew it wasn't him, obviously. Well, it is but him. With them. With them. Yeah. And so I knew there was someone else other than just him, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. And so at first I couldn't, like, nail it down. But after I then, like, cheated and looked on my um, <laughs> Spotify, because I have a process, you know, day one, I just listen. I don't right. even look at the list. I don't right. even look at the lyrics. I don't even look at the title of the song. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the year. Don't look at anything. Mm-hmm. And just kind of listen to listen. Um, and that was one of the things that I kind of liked about this week is that there was just opportunities just to listen to listen with him. Cool. And so I like that. So let me ask you, let's see, on a scale of one to 10, 
uh, one being he upset you, baby. And, <laughs> <laughs> and ten being uh, he's the king. He's the king. <laughs> where where would you place your uh, affection for BB King? I would say a nine. Wow. Hey, I know. Like you like the blues. I do like the blues. I do like how it just. I can listen to it in the background, but I also can just listen just to listen to it too. Where um, there's some music where it's only background music, mm-hmm. um, and then there's some that you have to listen to listen to it. Yeah. But I feel like he hits both of those. And yeah. then also, I really like how he has. I, I don't know if I'm going to be the only one that has this opinion. He has structure, but not structure all at the same time. I mean, that's what the great musicians all do. In yeah. any musical genre, here's the structure, and I'm going to play within the structure, and then I'm going to play with the structure, I'm going to break out of the structure. Yeah. Right? And that's what makes music interesting. Yeah, I really liked how he is very talented. He is a talented guy. Yeah. Um, and so we miss I, you, BB. Yeah, I wish I actually even got to hear you live. Yeah. But I got to enjoy you for a week and hopefully for more. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> If you, our audience, want to follow along with Rachel's journey as she discovers more musical genres, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Rate and subscribe on iTunes so more people can find out about the show and listen to this playlist and all the playlists on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening to Music She Missed. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We like you. All right. We hope you like us too. Thanks for listening.